unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Time is our most valuable resource, but we often feel so strapped for time, like it's this limited thing that we don't have enough of. I was feeling that way for many years, and I was feeling really overwhelmed. But now, honestly, I know what needs to get done, I get it done, and then I'm able to hang out with my family. And I want to share that with you. In this episode of A Step Forward, I'm going to be sharing a simple time management system that will rock your world, that will help you be overwhelmed and be able to hopefully leave work on time and still get everything done that you wanted to get done. So stay tuned. Welcome to A Step Forward, a podcast for orientation and mobility specialists. I'm your host, Cassie Maloney. Orientation and mobility specialists are changing the way that people with visual impairments view themselves, view their world, and are able to travel in the most independent way possible. Join me every week for simple how-to strategies and inspiring conversations that will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. If you're ready, we're about to rock and roll. Let's take a step forward. In The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, he goes on to say that planning for the future is actually a form of living in the present. And not only that, but it allows you to be in the present more often. And for me, at least, I think that that is so true. I've struggled, and I still kind of struggle, if I'm being honest with you, about worrying about the future. But the future is not actually happening right now. (laughs) I'm happy. I'm safe. I'm good. If I think about what's going on right this very second. I mean, actually, right this very second, I'm having a blast (laughs) because I love the idea that I'm talking to you kind of from the future. It's really trippy to me, and it's really cool that we get to build this so unique relationship over the internet. So personally, I'm having a blast. But if I were to start thinking about all the things that I have to get done, I would immediately feel overwhelmed, and there's not enough color coding and spreadsheets that can help calm that anxiety. I am a true Enneagram number one perfectionist, and I'm also Myers-Briggs. My letters end in J, which means that I like to see far out into the future. I'm not really a person that just hangs out in the now very often. I freak out about the future or the past a lot. If you have Myers-Briggs letters that end in the letter P, this may not be as applicable to you. But honestly, my husband's a P, and if I could give this to him, if he would listen to me, I think it would change his world. So I'm going to say, friend to friend, whether you are a planner, whether you are somebody who worries about the future, or whether you like to just live in the moment, I think we all need ways and super simple systems to allow us to get the things that we want to get done, done, and then be able to free our mind when we are doing the fun things in our life. Whether those fun things are like hanging out with your family, Netflix and chill, you know, hiking, whatever it is, 
that way you know that it's like a sense of ease. You can get all of your stuff done by the time it's due. And that just leads to a lot more happiness rather than stress and worry and freaking out. So I'm going to share with you what I do. And I want you to know that this is a linchpin habit. Linchpin habits are these little tiny habits that people don't really talk about that make all of our goals possible. For example, a linchpin habit that everybody talks about when you're going to the gym, right? You have this goal of going to the gym every morning at 6 a.m. But if you don't set up a linchpin habit that allows you to make it possible for you to get to the gym, you're not going to go. The linchpin habits involved with that are things like setting out your clothes ahead of time, packing your lunch ahead of time, and surprise, surprise, going to bed earlier. How many times have you set the goal of going to the gym at 6 a.m. and here you are, 10 or 11 p.m., still awake? You're not going to have the energy to wake up at 5 to get to the gym at 6. It's just not going to happen. It's because we don't set up those linchpin habits. So the linchpin habit that I'm talking about today is this system, but really it's the consistency of this system. You're going to want to do this every week the same day and same time until it just feels like what you want to do at that day and that time. I think I've told this story before, but now I do this Sunday afternoon around nap time, even though my kids don't nap anymore. Oh man, right around that nap time, I just get this urge to just write down all the things and do this. It used to be that I did it for some reason on Wednesdays during my planning period. I think that I was too packed on Mondays and then tried to keep it all together on Tuesdays. But by Wednesdays, I was like, okay, I just need to do this. One year, I actually had a planning period on a Monday morning. Y'all, it was like the skies opened up that year. I don't know. I also super love to plan planning periods for Friday afternoon right before I leave. Oh, it's like the best having a planning period at the end of the week so you can close up everything that you need to get done and just be like, oh, okay, I can actually leave this here and not take it home with me. So I urge you to not just make this a goal, but make it a habit. And at that make the consistency of it a linchpin habit so that you know that this tiny little thing, the consistency, will make it so that you can reach your goals. And your goals for this might be just that you leave work on time. It might be that you feel like you can get all of your stuff done. It might be that you get that report done a week or two in advance. So wherever you are, I urge you actually to take notes on this. I haven't really said that yet in the podcast, but I really want you to get these concepts. And if you don't have anywhere to take notes, if you're driving, that's okay. We'll put them on the show notes, um, alliedindependenceonline.com. You can just grab them there. But if you can, like write this in your own words and see how you are going to apply each of these steps. Or just pause the podcast when you get a chance or when you're going to do this and come back to it and do it with me. I'm happy to hang out. <laughs> okay, so the first thing that you're going to do is get out a piece of paper. When you actually start to do this, you'll get out a piece of paper and you're going to write down every single thing that you need to get done in your life. 
I don't care if it's personal, if it's work-related, family, whatever. You have to take your kid to the dentist. Your dog needs shots. You have to inflate the air on your tire. Oh, you wanted to go to yoga class? You need to buy curtains. Whatever it is that you need to do, you're going to just write it down. Now for work, your lesson plans, you can make a separate column for all of your lessons and your lesson plans if you want to do that as well. But you have one life, so you get one to-do list. And I learned that from Shalene Johnson. One life, one to-do list. The next thing that you're going to do is you are going to look at each and every to-do item and label it. We're going to use Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, his method, for this. I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. You can go look up the book or get it from a library. So all of your to-dos will be prioritized by these labels. It's going to be one of four. Number one are things that are important and urgent. For me, the word important means that it will actually help us reach more people because that's my goal. Urgent means it needs to get done this week. You can use Stephen Covey's definitions or you can make up your own. When I was working full-time, urgent still meant it needed to get done this week. Important meant that it had a direct impact on myself or my family or my students. However you want to define those words, it's totally fine. It's totally up to you and it can change. It's not a big deal. So number one is important and urgent. Number two is urgent, but not important. Things that need to get done right now, but they're not really that important in the overall grand scheme of things. Something that's urgent but not important might be that you have to mow your grass because it's too long and you could get a fine from your HOA. Not that I'm looking outside right now or anything. (laughs) Number three are things that are important but not urgent. So if you have an IEP meeting that you have to prepare for in a few weeks or next month, that's important, but it's not urgent. Number four are things that are not urgent and not important. You want a new backsplash on your kitchen, or you really want to buy a new planner, or something like that. It's not urgent and it's not important. You're also going to write down time to sit down and do this exercise every week. So go ahead and write that down too. Then you're going to use a Google Calendar. Now it's important that the calendar is digital for this reason. Because you don't know how long things take right now. And that's okay. If this is your first time doing it, that's fine. I've been doing this method for at least a year, and I've been doing a general idea of this method for over two years. And just yesterday, I had to move some stuff around because it took longer than I thought it was going to take. So many things take longer than you think they're going to take. I'll give you some tips in a minute. But you'll want to make this calendar digital and easily accessible wherever you are. You don't want it tied to an Outlook account on a desktop that you can only access from work because I swear to you, you're going to have an epiphany in the shower one day and you're not going to be able to put two and two together and you're going to double book yourself. You don't want to do that. So using a Google Calendar, you'll open it up. You can see how I use my calendar at alliedindependenceonline.com forward slash episode seven. And you'll see that I have many different calendars. You can organize this however you want to. 
my life is a little bit different than yours and everybody's life is going to be different. You'll be able to see on my calendar that I have a family calendar that I share with my husband. That way, there's least amount of miscommunications possible. We'll just put it that way. He can write in the things that he's going to do. He needs to stay late at work. He's going out of town. He's going to go to the movies with friends. That's fine. I can put in the things that I need to do. Or if our kids have doctor's appointments, they go in there too. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, then I have a work calendar. Then Allied Independence in itself has its own calendar. But don't worry about that. I'm getting ahead of myself. I apologize. Just open up a Google calendar, okay? (laughs) Then the first thing that you're going to do is you are going to enter in all of your self-care tasks because I know you didn't write those down, all of them. Now, I'm not saying you have to like schedule every shower, but wake up and get ready needs to be on there. If you want to take a bath, put it on there. You want to go get your nails done, put it on there. You are going to the gym, put it on there. Because the reason that you are even listening to this podcast means that you're a doer. You like to get stuff done. You like to be productive. And maybe sometimes giving to other people takes away from your own needs. And my friend, that stops now. You and me together, we're going to be accountability buddies because we can't have that anymore. So you're going to enter in all of your self-care. Don't forget the half an hour it takes to get to the gym. Don't forget the small, invisible caretaking tasks. You have to make dinner, write it in there. And you're also going to add in all of your daily tasks. I have in there that I have to take my kid to daycare every day. I know I have to take him to the daycare every day, right? But I have it in there. Because if for me, if I see white space and I'm not anticipating that white space, I will fill it with something else. And then all of a sudden, he has to get to daycare. And I'm like, oh... I scheduled a podcast during that time or whatever. Just write it in there. All of those things. Now you're going to go down the list and step three, you're going to schedule everything on your calendar. You're going to start with all of the to-do list tasks that were labeled as important and urgent. Schedule them all. Also, did you schedule lunch? Because that's part of self-care. And did you schedule your planning periods? Also part of self-care. Once those are done, then the important and urgent tasks get done. Then number two, tasks get put in there. All of the urgent but not important tasks. And of course, you're going to have to look at the fact that, no, you're not going to mow your grass at 10 a.m. on a Thursday if you have a student. Okay? We know that. I'll give you some tips about work in just a sec. Then just go down the list. Everything gets on there. For your lesson plans, I would suggest also setting up a Google Calendar with your schedule. And as it changes, keep on top of it. This will help so much when you forget to put your data in one day and you're like, "Mm, what time did I actually show up to that school? Because this is now an illegal piece of paper and I didn't really write this down. Those moments you want to try to avoid. So for your lesson plans, make sure that you have each of your students and you with the Google Calendar, you can make them recurring or every other week or however you want to do it. If you're super, super nifty at this, you can set up a separate work calendar and then share that with the district or with the different districts. Super fun. Okay, so now everything is scheduled on your calendar. And here are a couple things that might be coming up for you. One, oh my God, I am so busy, I don't have time to breathe. My friend, that's normal. 
But you know what it does mean? It means you've taken on too much. It means that it's time to look at this calendar and see what can I get rid of? Or what can I ask somebody else to do? In our nature, O&M specialists are helpers. We are advocates. That means if somebody's struggling, we often just take it on. Or we don't ask other people to do things for us. And that is not your fault. You care. You care a lot. And that's great. You also probably haven't had to go through leadership classes to learn how to delegate. I mean, unless you have somebody working under you or a secretary or OMA, orientation and mobility assistant, that works for you, how'd you even learn those skills? So don't beat yourself up. But if you're feeling overwhelmed now, just looking at the calendar, it could be an indicator why you're feeling overwhelmed to begin with. So see if there's somebody else who can do those things for you. And I know that it could be hard. I just got back from a trip where I was gone for three or four days and I never leave my house, like ever. I never leave. I'm the primary parent. I just do all the things. And before I left, I wrote a detailed schedule for my mother-in-law who's coming in to help with the kids, telling her exactly what each kid does at exact moment of every single day, what their expectations are, what they are expected to eat, like serving sizes, what the ingredients are allowed to be, all the things. I almost color-coded it too. So close. Let me tell you how many times she even looked at that. A total of zero. My husband, who I love dearly, was also home intermittently through that time. And he and I just do things differently. Two people in one house, you just do things differently. Guess how many issues they had. Guess how many things didn't get done. Or how many catastrophes happened while I was away. Also, exactly zero. And it was a good reminder to me, I don't have to do all the things. They've got it. And my kids are fine. So if you're also feeling like, oh, they can't do it like me, oh, I can't give up that control, or I don't know how to ask for help, maybe this is a challenge just to try. One small thing. Maybe it's taking your dog to the vet, or maybe it's having your tires inflated. Maybe there's some way in one of those tasks that you can ask for help in some way. When I first did this, and I looked at how much time I was spending at the grocery store. Actually, I had a business coach at that time, and she said, do you really like going to the grocery store? Don't you want to get rid of that? And I was like, no, 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 no. I love going to the grocery store. I need to pick out my own fruits and vegetables. Like, I need that. Less than two years later, let me tell you, just by doing this every week and being like, Ugh, I don't want to spend two hours going to the grocery store. We now get our groceries delivered, and it costs like 5 or $10 extra. And it's fine. So that's one way that I ask somebody for help. And granted, I pay them. We just eat less like high-end stuff. I made it work. We still stayed in our budget. Again, totally fine. There are some ways. That's all I'm saying. Okay, moving on. The other thing that you might be thinking as you look at this is, oh my gosh, I don't know A, B, or C is actually going to happen at that time. So say it's the beginning of the year when you are scheduling this stuff and you're like, my schedule isn't really actually set, Cass. Like that teacher hasn't gone back to me. This hasn't. Like, don't worry about it. Just put it in like it has. You know how much time your students need. Add in some time for travel or you can keep the travel part white and just keep it in there. 
That way, when the teacher does get back to you, you haven't scheduled it right over your lunch or something or taken over a planning period. And for all my veteran O&Ms out there, you know there's been a year where you accidentally forgot to schedule your lunch. And you went without a lunch or a planning because you know that you're probably eating lunch in your car anyway for the whole year. Don't forget to do those things. And also remember that you can change any of this at any time. Things are going to take longer than you expect them to take right now. And that's okay. Some things are going to take shorter amount of time than you expect right now. That's okay. So you have your list. You're feeling a little less overwhelmed by it. Maybe you've gotten some ideas of how you can let some stuff go. Now the thing is to make sure that you schedule in time to do this every week. Yep, we're going back to the fact that this is a linchpin habit. Because what's really going on right now is that maybe you feel really overwhelmed or really busy or your day is packed or you know your schedule is full. However you want to say it, maybe the reason that you feel that way is because you're not managing your time as efficiently as possible. And maybe if we can make sure that we are doing the things on our to-do list at the time that they are supposed to be done, because that's the other thing, my friend, you have to have self-integrity. And if you don't, you have to have enough self-integrity just to move it and move some other things around and understand that you are working on this. You got your own self-efficacy stuff you got to work on and that's okay. But maybe the reason that you feel that way is because you aren't doing this. And I will let you know that the first couple of times you do this because you haven't been practicing it, your day or week or month might be full. And that's okay. Things do simmer down. The first time you come back to doing this at the end of the summer, beginning of the school year, it might be that you're busy from, you know, that day until like a month from then. And that's okay. It's just because you've been doing other things that probably weren't as productive. Once you've gotten the hang of this, go back every month and do an audit. Just look back at it and see, did I really need to be doing all those things? Is that what I really wanted to do? Can I ask help with other task items? Or am I doing double work, like writing data on your paper and then transferring it to a computer? Are there ways that I can free up some more time. And you won't be able to do that until you have data on what's going on right now, right? Evaluate and then make a plan. So that'll help as well. And it's a quick five-minute little task. Now, I know that time is one of those resources that we neglect to prioritize. We think that we only have a finite amount of money and we have an unlimited amount of time. Like, oh, I'll get that done later. I'm not going to prioritize this right now. I'll get that done later. I'm not going to prioritize this right now. I'll get it done later. So we end up actually wasting it. Think about how much time you waste on a daily basis. Scrolling social media, doing work you shouldn't be doing, spending hours on Google trying to search for stuff, wasted time just trying to like figure out what to do with your student because you are still in your head trying to think about it and the answers aren't immediately available to you. Think about how much time that is. Now, especially at work, because we're talking about your work profession and you're probably listening to this while you're driving out during work. If you could calculate how much money you were wasting by doing that extra work, by not being focused at work, or by wasting time trying to figure out the solution to whatever question you have just within your own head or in Google, 
if you could figure that out, I can bet you take those amount of hours, multiply it by your salary. You'd be astonished at how much of the money that you are wasting and how much time you are wasting. It's incredible because time actually is completely abundant and so is money. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that if you don't use time in the right way, you are not only wasting that, but you're also wasting money. And sometimes I have to point out to my teacher friends who think that money is finite, that your time is precious too. And your time is almost more precious than money because you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. I hope that that made sense for you. If you enjoyed this, I would love, love, love if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. It'll help us spread the word and it brings us up in rankings so that people can see it. It's kind of like Google search for podcasts. Because if you search for a podcast and you don't see what you want, you just find something that's in there. And having a review will allow us to be seen so that more O&M specialists can hear what we've got going on. All right, friend, that's the end of this episode. You can find our show notes at alliedindependenceonline.com forward slash episode seven. And I will see you next week. I hope that this helped you to be able to take a step forward. <laughs>